This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. What up? This is Myron, and you are listening to the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast, the alternative underground back alley, underbelly, down on the docks on the other side of the track, speakeasy dive bar style podcast that you are listening to on the odyssey app or wherever else you're getting your podcast action as long as you're liking subscribing sharing and all of that good positive vibes good vibes only stuff as long as checking us out on youtube hey also if you haven't said hello stop by the socials and say what's up also if you have something strongly worded to say or maybe to pitch uh hit us up at rye bread and mustard podcast at gmail.com and if you're loving the gear and you're mad on the podcast you can always go to at simply.cora on Instagram or on our Etsy page to get your rye bread and mustard, a Mariners podcast gear, along with other things that she does. She does some good. And now that's out of the way. We have a lot of stuff to talk about, a lot of stuff to get to within our time limit here. of This episode, we have the trade deadline. Our, we've let that kind of like simmer down. We've listened to what people have had to say. We've used our eyes. We've used our minds. Now we're going to talk about it. Uh, We're also going to talk a little bit about, man, this week, Mariners, at the time of this recording, going into the weekend, have had three come-from-behind victories, and none more thrilling than the victory that just happened down in Anaslime with the Grand Slam, the Rye Bread and the Mustard, the Grand Salami Time from Cade Marlowe, lots, lots, lots to talk about. And yeah, we definitely want to focus a little bit on the what happened to the trade deadline and our feelings about, you know, not having Paul Seawald. What is the state of the Mariners going on right now? And with me to, you know, break all this down and make some sense of it is my man up in Edmonds, Hanno and Edmonds. What's up, Hanno? Hey, man, how's it going? I'm rested, fed. Let's get after it. All right. We're going to actually record this episode after the Red Sox series, but I, I I was down there for all three, but I was down there having a little bit too much fun, definitely hitting the dive bar style <laughs> podcast portion of this, of this uh, home stand, but had a lot of fun. We saw two great come from behind victories and now we're seeing another one that just happened. Where are you on the excitement uh, meter? with the Mariners right now. Well, before we get to that, how was the baseball bender? It sounds like it was a good time down there. (laughs) It was, you know, everything was good except for that game two of the Boston series. Uh, The rest of this week has been great. Um, You know, it was, I'll tell you what, I'm glad I went down there. We weren't doing any of the podcast stuff. This is the first time I've actually got to go down there and just 
really enjoy the games on uh, my stay up here this summer in Seattle. And it was really interesting to be around there, you know, especially on the day of the trading deadline and the day after just kind of getting the pulse um, around the stadium, which didn't really match what I was seeing online or on social media. It, it, I, it felt like I was um, kind of blinded by the good play. Everybody there, I should say, was a little bit blinded and not worried too much about the trade deadline, but just focused on beating the Red Sox and focused on this next road trip. A lot of good vibes down there. Well, that's awesome. Sounds like John Stanton would be very proud of you and happy that you opened up your wallet like that. He needs the money. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, the Mariners not doing much at the trade deadline. Of course, uh, they gave up Paul Seawald. Um, Hannah, what, what is your feeling on the trade that happened with Paul Seawald? I know we're a couple of days into it. How are you feeling? What have you been hearing and reading what where are you with it right now well paul seawald you know uh, first i want to i mean he was a true mariner uh pitched quite a bit here lately you know he got here a couple years ago resurrected his career wasn't really a guy that you know we were thinking that was going to be in this position but he turned into a great closer um did many good things for us seems like jerry you know like most GMs, which traded him uh, at his highest peak. Um, uh, the Mariners, you know, uh, I would assume, like everybody else, kind of feels that they uh, are a pitching factory and that they can develop guys and they're expendable. A lot of times people talk about that, you know, at the deadline, pitching and especially relieving goes. So, but my feeling really hasn't changed much since the, uh, I don't know, a couple pods ago when we talked about and speculated on this. Um, I still feel that, you know, it takes a certain kind of animal to uh, go day after day in that ninth inning. Um, I mentioned to refresh you and everybody else that, yeah, we got some guys that can, um, that have the stuff and the ability that I think can step in. Andres Munoz, no doubt. Um, he's looked good um, since the trade deadline and his two save situations, even though, I mean, it hasn't been a one run game and there hasn't been a guy in base. He's came in with a three run lead and a two run lead here nor there. It's still very important. And I get that you have to get thrown in the fire sometimes just to see how you can do. But, um, you know, with our bullpen, a lot of young guys, um, guys are going to have to, you know, kind of step up the ladder, you know, um, and see, uh, how this is all going to work out. Um, I like this new guy that we got, uh, Trent Thornton. Thornton. Yeah, um, he pitched a couple, uh, two and a innings. Um, he seems to got, be a guy that can pitch multiple innings. I really don't see and haven't seen this year a Mariner bullpen pitcher uh, go multiple innings uh, that much. And uh, the bullpen's going to be key. I mean, we, you've, we've talked about before how much they've, you know, been worked. Uh, I did a quick rundown since the all-star break. The Mariners have played 20 games in 21 days, and they've only had their starters go seven innings twice. And, uh, I mean, it's pretty, pretty sad, and they're being worked. You, we saw that with Seawall down down late before he was traded. Um, and I, I'm a little concerned, but uh, we'll see how it goes. 
And that's just my feelings on it. Yeah, I mean, let's just go back to Seawald. You know, this is a guy that the Mariners brought in. Uh, he was brought up, I think, on the same day Logan was brought up. And uh, this is the guy that ascended into being your high leverage guy. We've talked about him before on here. He takes on the nastiest motherfuckers in the league, you know, and he does pretty well. Not a guy that's, you know, you know, throw the gas by you. Just just a guy throws like what? Two, three pitches. Mariner saw something into him that nobody saw something from him that nobody else did. They bring him in and listen, I was listening to the Jerry DePoto show and he said that there was 15 other teams that were calling about Paul Seawald. So that's 16 teams. There was probably on the trade deadline day, maybe 18 to 20 teams that were in it. So, I mean, you had everybody trying to get him and look for him. I mean, he walked in these doors, not the Paul Seawald we know, and he's walking out of it, you know, one of the best, you know, late inning pitchers in baseball. And, you know, when you have 15 teams going after you, that shows a lot. I, I, I'm sad that he's gone. Um, my feelings about him being gone. It's, it's easy to say right now, a few days later that they've subsided because we're winning, you know, winning cures everything, but yeah, we're going to see down the stretch here. Um, you know, whether these guys in the bullpen that the Mariners just seem to have just been on this hot streak of bringing people up and they come in here and they're effective. I mean, the Mariners are just good at that. So I guess if there is one spot that you could trade to, you know, maximize, you know, something on the offensive end, it's obviously the relief pitching. I mean, I don't know much too much. I don't know too much about Canzone and Rojas and bliss. Um, but listen, two of them are already inserted into the lineup. We've seen Kenzone get a couple of hits this week. Um, seems like he's got a good throwing arm. Uh, I'm going to be interested, interested in seeing him play first base. I heard he plays a little bit of one bag, so that's going to be interesting to see. Um, you know, was there a lot of offense out there to go get? No. And, I feel like the Paul Seawald anger that maybe I felt like, God, what are they doing? Especially when they were doing it kind of felt like the Kendall Graveman thing all over again. But then, you know, you sit here and you go, no, what I'm really triggered about is what they didn't do in the off season. That's like, I'm not mad at what we did or didn't do at the trade deadline because there wasn't much there. We knew there wasn't much there. And it just comes back to what Jerry didn't do in the offseason. Whether we win this whole world, we win the World Series or not this year, or get back to the playoffs, I'll, you know, I'll bring it down a little bit. Whether we win the, go to the playoffs or win the World Series, it doesn't matter. The offseason was, was a failure. You know, you, you started off with the move for Teoscar Hernandez. I'm still fine with that move. I, I like it. He, you know, hasn't really uh, lived up to the billing of what we thought we were getting quite yet. There's been some good moments and some good streaks. Um, I'm fine with that, but all the rest of the guys, correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. After Wong was DFA'd, they're all gone, or at least not on the major league roster. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Hummel, Listella, 
Wong. Um, who else was there? There's one more. Oh, AJ Pollock. Yeah. Yeah. Only to Oscars remaining. But yeah, to get back, to, I just want to jump on your point uh, where you talked about uh, Graven 2.0. And um, yeah, I could see that. And another thing I want to bring up about that, you got to remember when we lost Graven then, um, something I would have liked to see at this deadline, they went out and traded for uh, Diego Castillo, a reliever that had pitched right. in the in uh, the save situations. Um, I would have liked to see them go after and get maybe another, you know, arm. I know they've gotten some other guys, uh, one guy from uh, Baltimore, some minor trades, but I would have liked to see them go after uh, one of the – you know, late inning guy. So I'm concerned about it, but, uh, you know, um, we'll see. You mentioned the, uh, acquisitions. Yeah. Uh, Canzone. I don't know too much about him. Um, saw him against the Mariners in the Arizona series and, uh, he caught my eye. Um, Rojas. Yeah. He seems to be kind of a bench guy can play all over the place. Um, a left-hand version, possibly uh, of Dylan Moore, and yeah, then right. um, and then uh, Bliss, uh, fast guy, a lot of speed. We actually saw him at the Futures game this last time, uh, this last uh, All Star break. He was in it, um, and a uh, small guy. So I'm hoping he turns into Jose Altuve. That's all I can wish for, you know. So uh, other than that, I don't know too much about him, but uh, yeah. That's where we're at. Uh, Rojas and, and Canzone, uh, in their few, first few games here, they, uh, they're they fitting in great. I mean, I like what I see out of Canzone, but when I'm being uh, kind of a smartass, they're fitting in, and they, they're two for 21 so far. But it's early, and Canzone <laughs> is really early uh, in his career, only, you know, not even 20 games yet. So let's see. Uh, I do like that uh, some contact from him. Um, not as much strikeouts and, uh, I mean, we need it, uh, need to, I mentioned before, before the trade deadline and before we start going good, just personally to you, we need to, uh, I wouldn't mind seeing things get shaken up a little bit and, uh, they sure as heck did. So we'll see what yeah. happens. And look, you had, you had Canzone in this, in this angels game there in the ninth inning, big single after a couple of walks, you know, yeah. passing the baton, uh, gets the single, um, you know, you know, part of a two come behind, he's been part of two come from behind victories, you know, yeah, uh, whether, walk, whether, whether, series. whether it was the walk or single, these aren't big things, but he's not there to do big things. He's there to keep the line moving and, uh, you know, and obviously Cade Marlowe coming up with just, man, such a great grand slam. And I, I, I'd be remiss if I forgot to mention two other guys that are new on the scene to us this year and that sauce and uh spire the two lefties in the bullpen yeah I'm, they've they've done an adequate job no doubt spire is stood out to me a little bit more it looks like he's getting put into a little bit more of a high leverage situation and he's been very effective uh, out of the pen as a lefty getting some big outs yeah and well we're gonna see how the bullpen you know reacts to all of this but so far this week, they it's just been it's been it's it we haven't gotten into a situation yet where you're going, 
Oh man, I wish we had Seawald in this position, but you're right. Wait until we get into something close. Wait until we get in these extra inning games. I mean, the only guys from last year out there in the bullpen that we have that have been through this war with us is uh, Brash and Munoz. Yeah. And uh, I mean, yeah, they were our, you know, when with Seawald, they were three inning guys for us in tight games. And like I mentioned earlier, and it's really key. Uh, the Mariner starters are, have not been going deep in the games. Uh, most of the time, it's only about five innings, sometimes six. Um, I mean, I could go through it, but I don't want to bore everybody with it. But it's 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 a concern, to say the least. Yeah. And just to top this portion off, you're okay with the return that the Mariners got for Paul Seawald right now? Yeah, I mean... I don't know. You know, I mean, it's hard to say. I'm not up on all the, uh, you know, stats of the minor leaguers and stuff. But, uh, you know, Canzone has hit really well all the way through the minors. He played in a hitter's league in the PCL, same as uh, the Tacoma Rainiers. So, uh, it's you know, it's wait and see. I mean, I've liked what I've seen just to the eye test. Uh I mean, it's like any other prospect. It's it's a gamble, whether it's Jared Kelnick or Abraham Toro that's right behind all these stars in Houston. You know, we'll wait and see uh, what they can do. I mean, it's really early, like I said, uh, for Canzone. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, and I'm, I, I'm interested to see two things with these players, with especially with Canzone, is I'm interested to see – what he looks like at first base defensively. And from that, getting Ty France, you know, getting him a blow or getting him in a DH spot, what that can maybe do for him. Cause he's, seems like he's had a rough go physically in every season that it kind of hits a wall. So maybe this will kind of help out in, in those regards, like um, Carlos Santana did. Anyways, uh, moving on. Get ready to play hardball in the kingdom. Take me to the ball game. I want to see the ants. The Mariners are playing hardball. Did it again and again and again. Did it again. Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the kingdom. Now we weren't the only team, obviously, to make moves. There was a lot of big moves, a lot of a lot of moves in, in the American League West. We just saw uh, some of them here in Game One uh, with with Anaheim. They've you know definitely went out and bolstered up their uh, bullpen and their starting pitching to give themselves some depth. In in Game One here, you know you got Cade taking out their their All Star uh, closer reliever uh, Estevez, not Emilio. Um, but, uh, at first when I saw Anaheim going after all this pitching, I said, Oh man, that's the one thing that they, they don't have. It's, it's, it's been noted, but then I'm also going like, well, when is trout going to be back? Is Rundone going to be back? So that's for, for them. I'm not very scared. Um, Texas Rangers obviously went out. They got Scherzer, um, that's a guy that the Mariners haven't seen much of uh, ever. 
You know, it's been a long time since, I don't know, maybe Detroit where we saw him more on a regular, semi-regular basis. And then, of course, you, you see uh, Houston go out <laughs> and get somebody that does kind of scare me in, in a Justin Verlander. Um, so as far as other pickups here in the American League West, what do you? what is the one that you think, if you had to pick one, that is the most scariest to you if you're a Mariners fan? Oh, well, it's no doubt Houston and Verlander. Um, he knows the system. Um, and besides them getting uh, Verlander back, uh, you know, he's pitched many times in the postseason, um, had a lot of success at times uh, with against the Mariners. But uh, not only him, you know, them getting Alvarez back, um, Altuve, I mean, they're – they're ready to go here. They're climbing up on Texas. Uh, yeah, Texas made a move for Scherzer. That'll help them. They still have a quality uh, um, lineup as far as their bats that I think are absolutely pretty good. And then Anaheim, yeah, they improved. Uh, a lot of their guys are, might be considered retreads or, you know, but they're still uh, improving Anaheim's team. So uh, I would say three of those teams improved. Yeah. I, on paper for, for sure. Absolutely. Um, Mariners, Mariners were, you know, the, obviously the least active and the, the, the made the least changes in the off season as well. All, all three of these teams had quite a bit of, uh, uh, you know, ads and, and uh, ones that have, you know, obviously been more successful. I mean, like, like I was saying earlier, it doesn't matter what the Mariners do. Their off season, you know, has to be a D minus. It wouldn't be a complete F because we still have um, Teoscar Hernandez, but it is definitely a D minus like this. You got to take this over. If you were in high school or, or, or college or whatever, you don't move on to the next level that you would be a flunky, held back you need to redo this course i mean a d minus is just kind of a technicality because it was a failure no doubt like we like you mentioned uh all those guys are no longer with the mariners now um uh teoscar uh they held on to he was a name that was being considered quite a bit at the trade deadline um i heard toronto was possibly uh a spot for him to land. I didn't listen to Jerry Depoto's show. If he talked about it, I would assume he probably did not because he's a player still on the roster, but just speculating. Um, maybe it was a situation they didn't want to trade him to maybe a team that the Mariners are con going up against and that is contending right now. I don't know. I mean, there's still the option of the, uh, the tag to put on him and, uh, or resign him or if they they uh he declines the offer you know they would get a draft pick but uh also you know makes sense they didn't want to gut the whole thing but uh yeah it, the the whole off season was um not surprisingly not surprising even before they played a game just knew that it wasn't going to work out and it's just same old same old when you know, the Mar we feel the Mariners are close, and we were asking for them to make the next step. Uh, they let they let us down. But we didn't see them, uh, you know, move too many people. They only moved – I mean, the Mariners only ended up moving Paul Seawald. Uh, there was a lot of rumors of 
Ty and Tay Oscar, maybe to the twins. And then we were hearing about Logan everywhere, which I'm glad they didn't get rid of him. Um, and uh, then we also heard Tao back to the Blue Jays. That would have hurt because it would have been basically like you basically got Swanson from, from us for nothing. You know, that's kind of like how that would have felt. Is there one guy on the Mariners that you are like kind of surprised didn't get moved if you had to pick somebody? No, not really. I mean, any other of those guys that you mentioned or multiple of those guys, I mean, it would have just shown to the fans that and some fans already believe that they're throwing it, you know, waving the white flag possibly or but if they would have made any other moves, I mean, it would have been a definite. Uh, we're looking towards next year. And I mean, that and losing any of those guys uh, could be a big gut of the team. And, you know, some people feel, including myself, there's still a lot of holes there. And then you're still trying, you know, you're, uh, you know, putting another hole on the situation. So, uh, I, I mean, nothing surprises me with this team other than, I mean, they're raising ticket prices for season ticket holders right now. Did you get your email? Uh, I got my email about the auto renewal already. Um, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's all that matters. I mean, I get that they're, uh, I mean, I, I get that the Mariners ownership is businessmen and since they're businessmen, they're there to make money, you know, but, uh, just be nice to, you know, have a different outlook and, uh, not run it so much as a bit of business, but, uh, that's the way they look at it with, uh, how they run their team. That's for sure. Yeah, that's a whole nother episode I'd love to get into there. Uh, but now we were just talking about uh, AL West acquisitions that scare you. Is there any, you know, uh, acquisitions from any of the teams that we're competing with in the AL uh, East and Central? Basically, let's just call it out the AL East uh, that we are competing with in the wild card chase that, you know, made you bat an eye. Uh, not too, not too much. I mean, Boston made a small move. New York, their fans are pissed. Is all yeah. get out. Um, Tampa, I mean, they're they're in a wild card position. Uh, um, the the uh, the birds, the Orioles, they're uh, you know in a secured position as well. So I don't know. I I, I doesn't. It's, I'm not too worried about the wild card teams. Uh, we just need to win games and win series. And, yeah, and which take we care have. Of business ourselves. Which we have. We've the Mariners right now. You know, right here in this Anaheim series, they've won four series in a row. They've already got one win. They're only two more. Two of these next three, uh, we secure another series. Um, and listen, I know they didn't make much or any moves to bring in a bat uh here at the uh, break and again like we've mentioned uh, they had a chance to do that in the offseason they didn't but i think what they definitely based everything off of which i don't think was really smart was just believing a little bit too much that none of our players were going to regress and they were going to be the same old gino the same old cow the same old julio uh, Tom Murphy was going to come back and be this force. Didn't happen until now. It has been happening. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution. 
that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. These guys are playing like the kind of baseball they played in 2022 of late. And just this week, we already have three come-from-behind victories. The chaos ball's back. It's It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, you mentioned great July, 17-9, and nine, tied for the best record in baseball, along with Baltimore. Uh, we got to follow it up again this month, no doubt. Um, yeah, the guys are playing good. Um, they're, you know, even, I mean, the baseball gods are with us a little bit. Uh, we've made some mistakes, and they haven't cost us, which is really nice to see because, you know, as we've, as we've talked about a lot of the first half, uh, we had to play mistakes free but uh other teams are making mistakes and we're capitalizing i mean in the game today against anaheim uh you know we got runners in scoring position right away in the first inning no outs and we can't score but that's okay uh we get some adversity they come back get a lead then they add on with a big otani home run but what do we do we come through so a little bit of baseball mojo and a little bit of uh uh baseball gods returning the favors to us that uh really crushed us at times in the first half so it's it's exciting yeah you can't do anything about it in the first inning but you definitely cashed in big time in the ninth and that was great back in the boston series we saw two games where they they added on late um you know this has been the trend um, I know Julio, I know I mentioned him. I know I mentioned Suarez with, with the power Cal Raleigh, you know, just finding another team that he's just going to own in the Boston Red Sox, like he does with the Toronto Blue Jays. And, uh, let's not forget like Dylan Moore, you know, it's these, these little role players playing good defense all over the field, had a great play here in the Anaheim game also came up big with a two run uh, with the two home run day. And, you know, you, you get those kind of days out of him now and then that's really good. And listen, JP Crawford's just been playing exceptional baseball all year round, especially at the plate. That guy is built, definitely built long beach strong. He's a tough dude. I mean, it, we're getting, we're getting everything that we've kind of been waiting for out of all these guys. And I think they got that swagger back. And I, I believe this is going to continue. I really do. 
Yeah, sure hope so. Um, I think they can do that. All those guys you mentioned can give us more as well. And uh, I hope that's the case. Um, but you're right. Playing really good. I, I couldn't agree with you more on JP Crawford. Uh, wasn't as high on him, but man, he sure put in the work and really changed. Uh, I don't know his approach, his swing, his bat speed. Uh, he's absolutely crushing the ball. His defense has been solid. I'm always a little skeptical of some things with his foot speed, but that's just nitpicking. And, uh, you know, that as long as he's hitting and making the routine play, uh, I mean, he's one of the guys, if it's the ninth inning and two outs, I hope the ball's hit to him, you know, uh, he'll make the play if it's right at him. So yeah, uh, nice to see from him, the addition of Marlowe, he looks calm, he looks focused, Woo! he knows the strike zone, I mean, he's you know, looked good. He's came up in a pinch hit situation, succeeded. Came up in the ninth inning when the game uh, was on the line and sure succeeded uh, with a grand slam. I mean, I like everything I've seen out of him. Yeah, and I know Jared Kelnick's sitting at home or wherever he's doing his uh, rehab on his foot. Um, you know, we still got a month out before that happens. But, I mean, just think about that. We have somebody that can come back also in a month that we're adding on. Um to what's already happening. Let's hope Cade can keep this up. Uh, you know, we don't need him to go out there and hit a grand slam every night and carry us, but it is, it is awesome to see what, what he's doing and just the, the way he goes about the game. I'm really happy about that. Um, now we've gotten to see like, you know, like somebody like Caballero as well, kind of fall back more into a role on the team with the emergence of Dylan Moore getting healthy and doing things. And then, you know, the, the jury's still not out on, on Rojas, but, you know, go back a couple of years. He had some solid, some solid seasons. Um, we'll see. Yeah. Like you said, he, he's going to be used mainly. It seems like, like a left-handed Dylan Moore. So, I mean, this team to me feels a bit more complete as, as long as, you know, the stars are doing what they should be doing. I mean, I would never use the word complete on this. Like I mentioned earlier, some contact guys that, you know, gap to gap uh, in Canzone. Um, so, yeah, it's a whole I mean, it's definitely added to the lineup. Um, and why wouldn't it be added when you had to subtract Colton Long and A.J. Pollock? So uh, exciting times ahead. I mean, they're close in the standings for the wild card. Um it's right where you want to be. It's going to come down to the yeah. end, no doubt. Yeah, and I still, I still breaking my white flag back out and uh, taping it up and and waving it on the American League West, just because we have so many games uh, left with uh, Texas and Houston and Anaheim down the stretch. Also, you know. I know we've talked a little bit about this before, but let's 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 dive in here for our last thing before we get out of here. Let's take a look at the schedule um, for the month of uh, August that we're in right now. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, 
turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, August looks like a month that you can strike. And September looks like a month that is has a little bit more difficulty to it. Um, but the Mariners, you know, I believe they have the third uh, easiest schedule the way the rest of the way. Um is what I was what I'm hearing. Um, and when you look at August, you know, we're in, obviously we're in the first week. We're going into the first weekend in August. We just finished up two games with Boston, splitting those two games, but winning that series. You got a game that you just won. Uh, I should say stole from from Anaheim. So you already got you're already two and one here on this month. I believe there's 25 more games. And yeah, you have. Anaheim this weekend, uh, you know, it's still a tough series, important series for both teams, um, you know, being neck and neck in the wild card and in the same place in the American League League West standings. Then you have San Diego coming to Seattle. Um, San Diego hasn't had the year they obviously should obviously should have, but they're still have a they still have a roster when things uh, you know, go their way. That can be pretty deadly. And then you have Baltimore. You have the the AL, uh, the American League uh, leading team, Baltimore Orioles in here. But then look, you got four with Kansas City in Kansas City. Then you got two down in Houston, tough. But then you get three with Chicago in Chicago. Then you're playing Kansas City again at home, and then three with Oakland. So as far as I'm concerned you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen games this month that I feel like your team should be heavily I feel that the Mariners should be heavily favored in. Whether they take care of that business and take care of that opportunity. I mean, we're looking at a month right now where the Mariners could really strike and and make some ground. And I'm saying if you can go five hundred you know, with with Anaheim, Baltimore, San Diego, and Houston, right around 500, you know, maybe a game or two above it, maybe a game below it, you really still can make some ground because of these other 13 games, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it's all set up for you, no doubt, and I agree with you. I always get get a little bit concerned towards the end of the season when you're playing these teams that are out of it. They may be thrown in the oh, towel. Yeah. They don't give a you know you know what about playing, but you know they got young guys trying to play for positions next year. They can play free. Um, there might be a little pressure on the M's, but you know I agree with you. You should make some hay. I'm just hoping to have another month like we did back in July. Try to be seven or eight games over 500 at the end of the for the month of August, and go from there. Uh, just win series, you know, as we always say, and, uh, we're neck and neck in the, uh, wild card standings, you know, with, uh, New York and Boston. Um, I don't think the Mariners can take anybody lightly. No, absolutely. And when you've been a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde team, it's kind of like you play up with the good teams and you play down with the bad teams. 
when you, when you don't know who you are. But the Mariners seem like they're leaning back into this never say die, refuse to lose, chaos ball style Mariners, and and it's really exciting to see, um, especially when you got guys like again like Cal and Eugenio returning to form, and you you've hear you've heard what Cal has. And with Cal being outspoken and determined, and it's just we're, we're getting to see all this again. We're getting a good glimpse of it right now. We got a good glimpse of it in July. Um, they've rallied around, obviously, two things. One, Jared, losing Jared Kelnick from, you know, kicking the cooler. But again, he, he doesn't kick the cooler. This grand slam from Gabe Marlowe does not happen. And maybe maybe losing somebody like Paul Seawald, who's been a clubhouse leader, a spokesman for the, the Mariners, uh, very beloved is gone. And instead of retreating, these guys are, you know, rallying up. Yeah. I don't know if you missed, if I missed it, but, um, Murphy as well, being a 300 hitter, being really good. Uh, he's definitely contributed offensively at the end here and uh, the last month. So we need him to keep it going. Um, can't rely on the same guys every night. And we haven't even mentioned Julio. So, uh, yeah, a lot to be excited about coming uh, down the stretch here for the Mariners. Yeah. 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 And when you bring up Tom Murphy and we talked a little bit about Dylan Moore and we got some new guys, uh, we don't know what they're going to do, but I just want to say like, I'm much more excited about who we can go down the bench and give a, give a shot at pinch hitting and making a moment and passing the baton or coming up with that big hit where uh, just last week or two weeks ago, there was no bench. There was no hope. Now there is. And that's a big difference. I guess I would say this. I'm happy the way they're playing. They're playing well. It's exciting but I still have in the back of my head the first half of the season, and it concerns me. Yeah, things have been turned around, including the roster construction with a couple left-handed hitters, and guys are getting healthier, uh, playing better. So, like I said earlier, anything can happen, and hopefully they keep it going. Yeah, they're set up to keep it going, going into this weekend. You know, they put themselves in a good position by – Winning a game that Otani started, they ran him out of there early, or I should say the cramps ran him out of there early, but the Mariners should take credit for it. Um, they had him cramping up there. You know, now you got Castillo, Kirby, and Miller coming. Uh, it's, it's a nice setup. Uh, Miller is, a, you know, one of these guys that we still got to watch, um, just like Wu, but Wu went out there and, you know, spun himself nearly a gem and uh miller can do the same thing i'm feeling good about the rest of the series be great to grab two more of these why not be selfish and get a sweep that's the thing that the, i think the mariners have got to mix into their diet yes just win series baby but i'd love to see some sweeps who wouldn't but i feel like you got to get a few sweeps in here oh i couldn't agree with you more you know they have not had a winning streak all year and uh, that would sure help if, you know, they do stumble in those games that are you would think are games that you should win. You know, the Kansas Cities, the White Sox, like you mentioned. So, yeah, 
I, I'm with you. At the bare minimum, you got to win the series, but let, let's get on a little bit of a streak as well. Yeah, and uh, I think I mentioned this at the beginning. It was great to hear Rick Riz on the radio. He came back during the Boston series. It's great to listen to him, especially Cade Marlowe's Grand Slam, where he got to use Dave Niehaus's call, and that was really awesome to hear that. And uh, yeah, let's look, we'll be back Monday. Um, Mariners have a day off on Monday, so. If you're itching for some Mariners content, some fan reactions, and all that shit, come right here to the Rye Bread Mustard and Mariners podcast. Thanks again for listening on Odyssey or wherever else you're listening to this. Wherever else you're listening to this at. With that being said, Hanno, you know what time it is. Charge.